he's been stealing a lot of the, the money from the Nexus bank account. Get you live, D and E special hour. Bing, 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 bing. You better buckle up. Better buckle up or get out of the kitchen. Can't handle the heat. You better buckle up. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we're, we're back. Thought it was kind of fun. Same night. Same night. <laughs> Literally two minutes later. Hour later. It's about twelve oh five a.m. On let's get let's get an exact date. Saturday, March twenty eighth, twenty twenty. We decided since we talked about our high school marching band and kind of how yeah. we met. Uh, we'll talk about where we became really good friends yeah. and talk about our indoor experiences. And then after that, probably talk about drum corps and maybe the entertainment stuff we do. You with college, me with bulls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to talk about WGI. We marched a total of 14, 15, 17, three years together, three indoor seasons. Three independent seasons together. Yeah. So I marched for my indoor experience. We can just list them off because mm-hmm. yours is a way bigger flex. <laughs> For indoor, I marched with Nexus Indoor for 2013, 14, and 15 seasons, Pioneer Indoor for 17, 18, and then we rebranded into Pie Percussion for 2019 due to the Pioneer Outdoor downfall and just everything surrounding that. We just wanted to separate ourselves from the organization while still being able to keep the um, alumni base, which I thought was a genuine thought. Yeah, no, and, and, and Pio had a big thing with Pi. Like, yeah, it like was, it was our thing. Part of the brand. And then, Mr. Danny, what is your experience? <laughs> well, we marched together uh, in Nexus in 2014, 2015. And then I went to Pioneer Indoor first. You I'll did. Ha- I'll say it first. Uh, in 2016. And uh, then Eddie joined me in Pioneer Indoor in 2017, along with Mickey. That was a fun year. That was a very fun year. It was bad. <laughs> it was fun, though. <laughs> yeah, and then after t- Pioneer Indoor 2017, I went and joined the Visual Ensemble with RhythmX in 2018. Great show. A lot of fun. Yeah, we got second place in the world. We'll get into that. A lot of fun. And then the year after that, I stayed with RhythmX, but this time I was in the front ensemble, played vibes, and that's my indoor six years. What's your X number? My X number is 506. Guy knows it. So we'll start at the, the top and go to the end. We'll run it. Yeah. So uh, after my freshman year of high school fall program, the percussion director there wanted to start an independent ensemble in Illinois because all that we really had at the time was Green Thunder Percussion, which later turned into Cavaliers Indoor after a couple years. I think in 2015 they switched over. And our first year there was also Nuclear Reaction. Oh. They were an A-class ensemble. Yeah. So we just wanted to create more um, outlets for the percussion community in Illinois, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I th- thinking about it now, it's really cool. At the time, it was I was told it's marching band, but inside, and that's all I knew. Yeah, we didn't compete in WGI. We were strictly regional. Uh, I think there were four shows, and at the fourth show was the only time we competed with the only other group in our class, Nuclear Reaction, which folded the following year. Did they beat you? They did, because we got a timing penalty for our electronics not working, 
without that like point two penalty, we would have won our only competition. You're telling me drop would have won, like beat somebody else. Yes. For real. A hundred percent. But it was. <laughs> we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. So I was told it's a, it's like marching band but inside just drums and a front ensemble and I just did fall band. I loved that stuff was great to me. I made a lot of friends through it. I thought it was a great atmosphere. And so I decided to try it. I go to auditions. They tell me we have a drum kit spot waiting for you. I've never played drum kit. I played electric bass for years, but that was about it. Yeah. So after a couple on rehearsals, I kind of figure out this isn't for me. Like, I can't do drum kit. Let me talk to the electric bass player. And I convince him to let me switch with him. Like, hey, this isn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. I just need to... Uh, play something I'm familiar with. Yeah. So you played electric bass your first year. I did. It was and, fun. And so you, so both your first years of marching. I was in the front you, ensemble. You were in the front Those were my only times in the front ensemble. Never held mallets. Never did anything because I had to. It was just like always on team E. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I joined that and we start auditions. A bunch of other schools are coming along. I didn't realize it wasn't just the Providence Catholic High School indoor percussion program. Yeah. And later on, years later, um, it was described to me that a nexus is described as many things forming into one, which was thought to be the different high schools in the area yeah, coming cool. into one thing. It was a really cool idea. In our mm-hmm. first year, three staff members. All of them taught at our high school, and they were just kind of agreed to come along. Burl, the executive director. Brian, the battery coordinator and then Kelly the front ensemble coordinator oh yeah and it was that was it three staff members not all of them could be there all the time drill was in-house written by Brian at rehearsals like he would set up a table while battery was getting like reps in Kelly worked just kind of technique stuff a little bit I don't remember because I just I was there for the party yeah we were getting lit as a 13 year old around high schoolers (laughs) yeah the prime time and uh (laughs) <laughs> the uh, director just kind of did a lot of behind-the-scenes work. And it, we were a moderately okay front or uh, ensemble. For our first year, Illinois, not WGI competitive, we were okay. We were I've scoring seen, like 60, 70. I've seen worse. Yes. Um, one of my best memories from it was how, since we had so few staff, it was just everyone at full ensemble pretty much all the time, never efficient rehearsals, and... It was dot to dot for the battery, so the front ensemble brought a deck of Uno cards, and we played Uno for about two or three hours. <laughs> it was great, and it was just a funny time, because if we took it serious, yeah. there's no way we could get away with that. Yeah. We went to like a clinic, two competitions, and I didn't know what indoor was. I'm seeing these high school groups, I'm seeing Green Thunder at that time, I'm just thinking, wow, these other high schools are really good. Why do they look so old? <laughs> Why do they all have beards? Yeah, and I didn't know any better because no one told me what WGI was. I was just coming along for a ride. So yeah, Drop. That was the show, right? Drop. It was based around things dropping. Uh, our ballad was water droplets. You just hear, bloop, bloop, bloop. Our closer started with the whistling of a bomb dropping into an explosion. And it was like, it was... It's kind of cool. The music made way more sense with the theme rather than any of the drill or the uniforms. I didn't hate the music. The music was okay. I think we bought it from someone. Mm-hmm. It might have been Viz Audio, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've really only marched Brian Harmson shows. Um, wow. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we we do that. We botch our only actual competitive show with one other group because uh, our audio took too long to set up, and we got a penalty. Without the penalty, we would have won. Which uh, what show is that? That wasn't the Minerva show, was it? That was at the Romeoville show. Because I remember there was a weird door above some room, and I, I see the door every time I go there for rehearsals for <laughs> Pio. And yeah, we leave the season on pretty good terms. A lot of people want to return because it was we all had a good time. We all wanted to get better. And anyone in the program was really a private lesson student of any of the three instructors. Yeah. So then 2014 comes along. We add probably seven or eight more staff members. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of new people, like a lot of really good, like fresh talent came in. Yes, a lot of friends telling their friends at their high schools, check this out. Yeah. This is really cool. The director's getting out there doing more, like not publicity, but just like getting going more, to high school saying, hey, this is what's going on in yeah, the area. Yeah, more people just know about it. And it, got, it got a lot of good talent. So the jump from, what was it, 20. 13 to 2014 was the audition process was insane yeah in 2013 we took everyone in 2014 we had to cut probably what 20 people yeah, didn't you get cut i did get cut we'll <laughs> get there okay um yeah a lot of the same staff or the three staff members are still there as along with uh a lot of new people a lot of drum corps people a lot of um indoor people from the area mm-hmm. friends of friends and now since we have all this new talent coming in there's a lot more competition for any spots I decide, you know what, I just did my first season on tenors at my high school. There's no reason I shouldn't be good enough to make this group. Yeah. I just spent a year here. Well, I go and audition for tenors, and I got cut. They tried putting me on cymbals. It just wasn't my fit. I, I want to make, I want to play a drum, <laughs> and that was a very hard-headed mentality I had back then. Yeah. I definitely think I should have considered it a lot more, but I left mid-audition because I didn't want to commit to it mm-hmm. and yeah that's where my story partially ended right there for nexus yeah i remember thinking that you weren't going to do it for a little bit mm-hmm. and being kind of relieved because you didn't like me but i'd gotten a spot so what'd you play i played vibe two you did vibe two vibe two and glock and i'd played xylo and glock the year yeah, the season before in marching band, high school marching band. So it was like the Glock was following me everywhere. They literally took it off the Xylo to mount it on the Glock, to mount it on the Vibe. So that was fun. Outside Vibe. It was my first year ever holding four mallets at once. Oh, okay. Because I never really got taught that as a Xylophone or Glock player. And yeah, that's kind of what. Uh, uh, paved the way for my for me doing what I did going on to do what I did and I was really bad that year <laughs> looking back at the videos it was really bad yeah throughout that season I remember just going back home just thinking man this sucks I'm not doing this thing I just helped found yeah I just I have all this gear I have the member jacket I have the patches and like I built this ensemble I really wish I could do this so you guys do a winter camp right mm-hmm. All of a sudden, winter camp, one of the quads during water break just left and never came back. What? I think that's how that, it happened, that right? That happened? I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I was probably too oblivious to know that. No, I think he just I think he just resigned. He just couldn't I, do I, it. I, I, I know he just, like, that we had a quad player and he left. 
but I don't know what the deal was. And it was what, December or January maybe? Yeah, it was late, later. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, and ring, ring, I pick up my phone. Hey, Eddie, can you come back out? We need to fill a quad spot. We'd really appreciate you to come out and like fill this for us. Well, of course, Mr. Nexus man. If I would be irresponsible to not take this spot. Yeah. <laughs> so I take this spot. I'm really bad because I just got the show. And Indy was in, what, three weeks? I remember it was like super soon after I joined. Yeah. And I still didn't know all the music, but they threw me out there. Uh-huh. So I, there's videos of me at the Indy Regional just playing the wrong arounds. <laughs> not playing at all. And it's pretty cringy to watch. You weren't the only one not knowing your music, though. Oh, yeah. Not me, but uh, a marimba player. Yeah. Who eventually got cut afterwards, right? Then got cut after that very competition. (laughs) They almost cut me, too. Again. Yeah, I think I do remember you saying that. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah. Well, we've considered... We... I was told many years after, like, we considered, after that show, really letting you go again because you just weren't stepping up to the plate. But luckily, you did get there. Stepping up to the plate, like, you were also given... You were also a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Very, such a very short time, and it was your only, like, second season ever marching quad. I was standing like, next to two college kids? Literally, like, Dave was going to age out next year. And yeah. And was also in college, so, like... And he went to Vandercook, didn't he, or something? No. You're thinking... It's, I marched with Steve that year. Steve, yeah. Alvin was 2015. Yeah. Steve went to Vandercook. Yes. And it was a good... He's a good musician, and... So I, w- I had my work cut out for me. It was just, I had to grind, nose to the grindstone, try figuring this out now. Yeah. And and especially when you're a sophomore in high school, you don't know what you know, mm-hmm. you're doing. And then to build on top of that, that was the first time the group had ever competed in WGI regionals. Yeah. We did not go out to Dayton that year because we just weren't financially stable enough. Mm-hmm. We did do Indy. Mm-hmm. No buses. We were just taking like eight-person passenger vans. vans. That's where you and I kind of became better friends, Big, along with one of the staff ma- yeah, members. Yeah, we, we, we would converse with that guy the entire ride. Yeah, it was a really good time. Remember he remember he crashed the van at the gas station and he scraped the van? On the side I forgot the about that. Oh, yeah. my God. It was, like, right on the side for yeah. a while. <laughs> the barriers. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> it was hilarious. Was that... That was this, the same guy told us an hour-long joke. In that yes. car, very same car ride. No, I hated that. I lost an hour of my life that I could have been sleeping. Um, our show was strictly business. Yeah. Based off the movie Office Space. Yeah, there were like actual like uh, quotes from the movie in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny. It what was a very mean? entertaining show. It wasn't hard to pick up at all. No. Yeah. And uh, just looking at the talent and like just the musicianship was, from was, thirteen to fourteen. Two totally different ensembles. Yeah, oh my god, the shows are so different. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the it's hard to are, tell that it's like the same ensemble. The tarp's even square. Yeah, in 13 we had a Hooters ad as our tarp, but we just flipped it over. And it was a billboard, wasn't it? It was three billboards taped together. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad, because when we'd have to fold it up to leave, it would be fold the bottom part up. Hooters, crabs, 12 for 10 or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> it was just like a random Hooters ad, and every time we folded it, it was kind of embarrassing. But now we have, like, a just black double-sided yeah. vinyl tarp. Which we used for both years. Yes. Together. Um, so, yeah, Strictly Business. Did we talk much in Strictly Business? I think that's where I started asking you, hey, do you want to, like, want me to drive you to lunch? Yeah, because we, we started going to Taco Bell and things like that. Yeah, because I was just, I don't know, with having older members in my section, it was hard for me to, like, kind of vibe uh-huh. and groove with them. So I'm like, let me just talk to people I go to high school with, because yeah. this ensemble was filled a lot with the high schoolers from Providence, mm-hmm. especially Danny's class of high schoolers. 
Yeah, it was a lot of us. I think it was like about all the percussion, right? Of your pretty much most grade. of us who yeah. were in my class were in Nexus. Yeah, so it set us up well for the uh, fall seasons. But I tried getting closer with them just because. Well, I'm going to see them all year round. I want to. I want to have some friends. I'm going to keep in touch with not ones yeah. that are going to go to college yeah. and have other stuff to do. So that's where we started like really chilling. Yeah, and we just vibe really well. Mm-hmm. We know. found out we were super similar. <laughs> a lot of the same jokes. Literally. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a different year. It was definitely like a lot of us got much better at understanding why we should do this activity. Uh-huh. It, it, a lot of my inspiration came from the sleepover that we did. I was not at the December one. One of the sleepovers we did, we, we woke up to the first drum corps show that I ever saw was Carolina Crown from 2013. Really? Yeah, we woke up to that one, and I was just like, what is this? I was, this is crazy. And uh, also, the Indie Regional was a big thing for me, because I remember sp- like specifically seeing Rhythm X there. Mm-hmm. Legacy MC- was there. Legacy and, 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 um, and MCM. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, vividly remember seeing them there, and it was just like that was like our first real experience so of WGI. Like, yeah. I can be that good if I try. Yeah, like the things that they're doing, like, wow, this dude's like tight roping in his show. This, like, these people are playing behind their backs. Yeah, like, on Rambo, like what? Like that's insane. I remember that we housed with Legacy, and it was just so crazy to watch them perform their Newsies show, and we were just walking through like this squ- rectangle ass window, just like trying to peep through yeah. eight or nine people. All of a yeah. sudden, they go on a water break, and a snare quadrummer comes up to the door. Shh, hey, you guys want to just come in and watch? Like, you guys are welcome, more than welcome to just hang out for a bit. And that, like, meant everything to me. Yeah. Because I love the idea of these older members, or just, like, these more experienced members, giving something for the younger kids to want. Yeah. Like, this is something you can achieve. This is a very doable thing. I think I've told you this, but do you remember in 2019 over the Max, we housed the same place? The same gym. That yes. We housed the Max. Yeah. Where it housed at Nexus with Legacy, and I was just. Isn't like, it just like so crazy? It was so nostalgic. It was like we were there in Pio eighteen, and it was just like so many memories are brought yeah, back just by being in the same place. Or going back to the same competitions, like mm-hmm. Indy is one of those places because we've literally I've been there like every single year that mm-hmm. I've done this. So the next year, just good transition. Good. Yeah. So 2015, the show was called Medusa. I got a spot, my first audition. I almost got cut, yeah. but I did beat out someone, so we were good. I, again, was on Vibraphone. That was a fun, fun year. Again, more progression that year from 13 to 14, ridiculous. 14 yeah. to 15, even crazier. Different staff, not for any specific reason, just different rotations of people. Yeah, um, stopped. It's just like, I think they had a better fit for this ensemble, in a sense. They had, like, they want... They knew what they wanted to give to the group. They had more of an idea, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, 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 the people who they brought in were more, like, specialized in that way. They'll bring more of certain aspects to the table. As yeah. opposed to just, like, having one person for all of vision or drill. Yeah, like, they knew we were A-class and what we were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, some questionable people were brought in that year as well. Yes. So... Are talking staff or membership? Both. <laughs> True. Um, the same guy that dropped the year prior on the quad line, we contracted him again. So it was me, uh, my center, Dave, um, a new rookout, Alva. Yeah. Missed that guy. Yeah, and then the good. other guy that eventually, uh, that dropped out the year prior, we're doing a, that was the winter camp that we were doing. We get sent to water. 
all of a sudden he doesn't come back and then he comes back the next morning hey guys i'm really sorry but i can't do this yeah so we were back down to three quads the same uh the next year wow mm-hmm. surprising that they took him again yeah. i yeah like hey this guy already kind of quit once yeah you're gonna let him back he was an okay quad drummer but i mean it was a new group and like even the staff was learning so. yeah it was a totally new quad tech mm-hmm. i feel like medusa we really got close uh, yes yeah it was like okay no not even a question of hey danny you want to come with me for lunch you're like, okay guys go to lunch hey danny where do you want to go yeah where are we going d-bell again yeah right. dicky blicky you know that was a very fun year mm-hmm. i didn't hold four mallets that entire year really yeah um what else happened that year we competed at dayton ohio for the first time in the yeah, groups the ensemble's history in, in in world championships yeah the group made finals our first year at a class and that at that time it was only a prelims and a finals. There was no semis. Yeah. So it was a two day event. So there was way less groups. But we still made it, which is an accomplishment. It was big for mm-hmm. us, especially being our first time there. Especially for being Illinois. Yeah, having no talent in Illinois, basically like really at all. Yeah. Compared to Indiana or Ohio or Michigan. And that was really the first year we got some older kids in the ensemble. We got a couple age outs. Age outs, yeah. Yeah, we had just kids in college. Because the years prior, it was mostly just high schoolers. We had people coming from, like, Indiana and stuff. Yeah, it Our was... drum set player came from Indiana. We were getting way better at that point, and it was really cool to see. Um, should we mention what happened with the director? I think it's only right. So, the director was the same for three years. He was also our percussion director at our high school. Yeah. It was, um, it was like almost like... He was very close to us. Yes. And all of a sudden, we find out he's been stealing a lot of the the money from the Nexus bank account. Yeah, like, the fees we paid toward it, like, he's been embezzling some of it to just pay for, like, dumb stuff. Like, like Panera Bread, his vet bills. Porn. Porn, porn. yeah, there was some cam websites. Ho- hotel rooms. And, it, like, we saw the bank records. It's just, like, crazy stuff to see, and all the legal stuff has been taken care of, but after 15... We were, like, set up to be such a great ensemble in 2016. Really, yeah. Like, like sponsorships so, from IP. Yeah, we, we were going to Zildjian, I think. We were going to have, like, a full... Erasers. Yeah. Like, things were being set up for the future. And and so he gets... Like, the people in the board of directors, they decide to press legal charges, right? And, yeah. And so he gets... He's obviously kicked out of the board. Of, of Nexus. Of, of Nexus, and... Uh, in terms of Nexus, they just decided to stop the operation of it altogether. Yes, that the ensemble ended up folding midsummer, and no question yeah. of it coming back. And just it, it could it, not come back. It was really messed up because this guy, being our percussion director in high school, like, he was still with us. We for still you. saw him like every day. Yeah. And like when this all happened, like when the word broke, he he like he specifically told me he like lied to my face about what actually happened. I was off at drum corps at that point. Yeah. He, he had told me that, like, he had gotten kicked off the board of directors of Nexus because he uh, had to cut a year a kid in 2014 because of, um, this actually happened, the kid got cut in 2014 because he was showing nudes of this girl. Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. like, somebody told, and, like, so he got cut for that, and... What this percussion director told me was that he had to get stepped down from the board of directors because this kid was like pressing charges and it was just like I don't know, some sort of legal stuff. But when you know the kid he's talking about, no, no way he would do that. Yeah, I was just like, that really doesn't make any sense. The kid kind of understood. Kid, yeah, I was like, you know, he knew he was in the wrong, and 
it just didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I accepted it as fact and fact, and we didn't really find out the whole truth until later. Mm-hmm. I come back from drum corps and all of a sudden this guy pulls me at the first rehearsal I'm at. Hey, there's some stuff coming out about me and the ensemble and Nexus. None of it's true. I'm wow. going to be here like for a while, like at Providence, especially I'm going to be here. And then he all of a sudden takes out an advance of pay and then stops showing up. Yeah. Uh, he also lied to us about marching Vanguard 89. Like, wow, yeah. um, Phantom of the Opera show, like, one of the drum corps years. Like, that's a show. They won, and it was, like, a really, really big year. People still watch that show to this day. And he tried telling us, I marched that year. Along with Jim Casella and, like, some big names. And we looked it up. He never marched there. We contacted some people. They don't recognize the name other than Jim Casella saying, oh, he bought some of my music once through Tapspace. He runs that site, right? So, yeah, so, stuff like uh, that. So it's like they know of him, but they never marched with him. And you don't forget the people you stood next to for a summer. Yeah, drum corps. No matter how long it is ago, like you, you like you won't, you'll know. If yeah, you march the person. I can tell you the the Dutch man's name I marched with in twenty fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> like you just kind of don't forget those people. It's hard to believe that was five years ago. Yeah, so he just lied about all this stuff, and well, the ensemble folded. So in twenty sixteen, audition season rolls around. Danny and I had some uh, some new goals that we wanted to achieve, mm-hmm. being Pioneer Indoor. They were just coming off of back-to-back silver medals. Yeah, and the, their, their 2015 show was really, like, one of my favorite... I still like, watch it to like, this day. ...all-time favorite shows. Like, there's, like, judge tapes of, like, judges in the Hall of Fame saying that it's it's the best show that they've ever seen. Grab me a beer. I got you. And, and like, literally, like, the show is that they did, like, brought people to tears, and, like... There's judge tapes of them crying, right? Yeah, like, literally, like, crying on the tape. It's about grief and drowning at the same time. It's crazy. Five stages of grief. Like, it it compares it as an analogy to drowning. Mm -hmm. So, like, me and Eddie and a couple other people who were in this Nexus group went to try out for Pio in 2016, and... uh, Well, I got cut again. (laughs) Yeah. Because that was just a super vet quad line coming back. Yeah, um, it was they, they four had... vets of just m- different years that they marched, but it was just kind of clear when you walk in the room, they have their quad line set. So yeah, well, I I was the only person from Providence to get contracted in twenty sixteen, I guess. Yeah. I uh, if walls could that. talk. Yeah, if walls could talk, we ended up not doing that well compared to the previous years, but we did make finals, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Worlds, and we we won a couple of big regionals as well, like uh, Mid South. When it was still mid south. Yeah, not mid east. Mid east. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a big year for me. I got a lot better that year because that I was got, a mean staff that year. The the front staff that year was like all from Madison Scouts, and the Madison Scouts front ensemble was really good around that time. Mm-hmm. And they like, I just really resonated with like how they talked and how they taught, and and uh, I miss them a lot, but. Yeah, they were they were they were great that year, and I grew a lot and got a lot better, especially. And yeah, some of the people there like the reason like why I tried like so hard mm-hmm. for some things and why I just like committed myself to the activity. Going back to like Nexus, you and I are some of the only people still marching out of that group, or that were still marching the last couple of years. Um, yeah, just because well, Nexus was some of the only outlets for people. It was one of the only like affordable places. Literally, and, and like with 
us being better than most of the people at our high school, it was it was some place to go for us. Yeah. And like it was like, high school band sucked, but we at least have independent nexus. To yeah. Forward to. In a couple of months, we're gonna be doing winter band. Yeah. It'll be snowing, and we get to march inside. But yeah, after that left, you went to Pio. Any anything and, you got from there? Any random it stuff? Is the people that was probably the best ensemble, front ensemble I played in until I got to Rhythm X in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys were you guys had some mean players on yeah, that board no, line. Like they, yeah, we had some people like a lot of people marched drum corps from that. A couple from stars from, dudes. Yeah, st- blue stars. Uh, our side of room marched Phantom. Mm-hmm. And uh, our drum kit player was this uh, black guy who laid down a fat beat. Big D. D, my guy. Andre, who, who you play with on Bulls now. Yeah, great guy. Who's no longer Big D. He's skinny D now. He, got, he lost a lot of weight. Skinny D. Every time I see him, I'm like, dude, <laughs> you got to give me your diet. What's going on? <laughs> Did he ever tell you what he did? No. He says, hey, I just got to eat better. And what does that mean? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I just kind of go and exercise more. I'm like, okay, so eat better and exercise. I can't do those. It's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 2016. Uh... You guys got 12th at finals? Something like that. Mm-hmm. You guys made finals semi comfortably. Yeah, and it, that it, honestly, it was very disappointing to all the vets in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. They were very upset that we got twelfth because they just came off a year where they got second. So that played into the following year, twenty seventeen, where not, no one came back. Literally, nobody came back. I got moved up to Marimba. And I re-auditioned. <laughs> I re-auditioned. I was section leader for the quads because it was an all new quad line. Literally, everybody knew and and. Snare line was pretty different. Only one vet on the snare line. Yeah, bases. Th- uh, uh, one, two vets on the bass two line. Two vets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then symbol line was, I think, all vets. Yeah, because the symbol line was huge in 2016. Yeah. Um, 2017 show, I think, had a lot of potential. I loved the show concept. I really did like the show. The show was called Lucifer, about the fallen angel of God. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just like his beginning to end journey. It was, it was like a dark show. And it, yeah. it was angry, and it was so fun to perform. We had a Lucifer character who started as an angel on a three-story scaffolding talking to this godlike figure of light. Yeah. And then he gets casted off the scaffolding, falling onto a giant foam mat that's behind a prop so you don't see it. Like, he literally free falls. Yeah. Which is, like, I had never seen really in a show before. It was so cool. Like, it had a lot of potential. Just, I think the notes were a little too beefy. The, I think the, 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 the notes, in, in terms of the music, the music literally was just, like, loud, Forte. loud in yeah. your face, and, like, it really was not dynamic or musical at all. There's no ballad. But that's really what the show was. Yeah. And at the same time, if I'm a judge and I see, like, a group of, like, semi-high school, semi-college-age players, like, oh, they're all playing Forte, I'm gonna be like... You guys have no dynamic contract. Yeah, where's your three inch at? What's going on? I guarantee. I think that's more in the writing of the show than it is for us because, like, if we were to told had had been told to play not entire bar, not entire like letters of the show at fortissimo. Weren't your the bars hitting the resonators? Yeah, literally, like like the uh, the marimba keys would like bounce off the resonators and bounce up so high that they would bounce like it hit the keys like in the next like level. Like the like the, the flats, keys, yeah, the black keys like on the piano, yeah. They would hit them, and, like, I would, I can't tell you how many mounts I broke that season. Like, an unreal amount. It was such a cool show, though. Like, I will, I can still rewatch it and say, that is something cool that I did. It was very fun. We did not make semifinals. No. Due to a one or two point penalty from 
us not moving our trailer because yeah. I guess WGI staff told one of our staff members and the staff member never relayed that to the truck driver. That's the other thing too is we got penalties in 2016. That's also why we didn't do very well. We yeah, a lot giant, of time stuff. Giant ass timing penalty. But we didn't get a timing penalty in 2017, I don't think. It was just no, it was just the truck. And truck without that thing. penalty, we would have made semis. I don't think we would have made finals, but... But still, I It's mean, still just like another performance. Yeah. Um, we did pretty okay at regionals. Because at that point in the no, season, all the judges are like, "You'll we'll give you points for stuff you don't have yet. Yeah, or like, you'll get better. Yeah. Like, nobody's really at your competition. Mm-hmm. And... We had we had Mickey in, on the standard line that year. Mickey joins that year because yeah, I convinced him after the first audition you should come out, and then they gave him a spot at his lot, first audition. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, I was given section leader because I was, I had one two years of drum corps under my belt, mm-hmm. and no one else had done drum corps indoor yet, and I had two seasons, three seasons of indoor. Yeah. Um, and it was just super hard. All these other section leaders are all vets, and I'm just trying to figure out the process. Yeah. But also to lead these three other goons of mine. I mean. The front ensemble section leader was such a mess. Like, she literally got cut mid-season the season before. Really? Yeah, because of, like, whatever was going on. I don't even remember. But she, yeah, she was playing marimba, and she got cut, like, half of the season, and then she came back, and they made her section leader instead of marimba. And it was just like, what? <laughs> and, like, she was so, like, a BS for a lot of it. But I like her a lot, but, like, she's not a good leader. And... Uh, it caused a lot of problems because we were, as a front ensemble, we were very inexperienced compared sure. to the one before. Yeah. Like, not, I would it say was not even close. from 15 to 16, it was probably like an 80% vet yeah. ensemble. 16 to 17, it was probably like a 20% yeah, vet no, ensemble. Easily. Like, the, like, we had people on the vibe line who would like never marched before. Yeah. And, there was just, like, also a lot of headbutting in the battery. Just, like, there's a lot of people that just couldn't march with each other. One person in particular is starting a lot of beef with a lot of members. So it's just hard with yeah. that kind of stuff going on in the background of the ensemble because the judges don't care if you can get along with someone. They just want to hear how fast your flam drags are. Yeah, they want to hear cleanliness. Yeah. So, so. It, was a, it was a good fun year, though. Because that it was, was... It was. That was... We were lucky enough to march another year together, and that's yeah. where we thought this might be it. I did think that was the end. So did I, 100%. And, and we had a good time. It was fun having Mickey there, although that was probably the worst experience I had had marching up until that point. Really? Like... How so? Because, well, in Nexus, I really was too... I was too inexperienced to know that I was having a bad Yes, yeah, you didn't know any better. Yeah. That was the best for and you. I had just came off Pyo 2016 which was a good-ass time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was hanging around with a lot of people who knew how the activity worked and, like, did drum corn and all that stuff. And, like, yeah. they were really good at the activities. Like, knew how it worked. And I was, like, that's where I really got a lot of my vibe from. And then, like, 2017 came around, and there was a lot, like, especially in the front, like, it was a lot of really inexperienced people and, and like, not just people just not knowing how the activity could go. Like, how, how you can have fun and get better and just, like, be good at the same time like there's people like sitting out blocks and things like that it was it was just like very and like especially in terms of staff like um, some of our techs like just kind of i just like they literally just got lazy yeah like one in particular had personal stuff going on in his life and the other one i had uh was also going through like medical school and they were just like not around a lot, and they were mm-hmm. not very. They were they would 
frustrated with us because we were bad. And yeah. It was, just, it was very... It let me down a lot because I knew the potential that that front ensemble could have had, and I knew where we had been the year before. It was a big drag to be mm-hmm. like finally stepping up in the ensemble, and playing marimba, like my first time in a marimba part, like in an independent ensemble in four years, and it's just like kind of not going too well. Yeah. And like, yeah, a lot I never of heard blocks, that side of it. A lot of blocks were hard because just pe- just certain people wouldn't hold up their end of the deal the contract yeah. they signed it's like a lot of people try really hard at auditions like that's the best they're gonna get yeah and then once they get handed the green sheet of paper yeah. just all right they're checked out which really sucks but it, it's not the experience is not all about the actual rehearsal no it's like it's, it's the people you get it's to a, know it's a lot of the in between yeah and that's like, what are you doing at lunch from that year that was a very fun year to perform like we got to make our own, if we wanted to, we got to either purchase or make our own devil horns that we wore during the show. Yeah, that was cool. That was a very cool aspect of it. Um, it was a lot of people having to figure out how to glue them. I eventually super glued them yeah, to my forehead. Yeah, glue them to your forehead. Because they wouldn't <laughs> stick. I just had mine on like a little like string. The uniforms were pretty whack, but they were worn together. They were pretty cool. My nipples were showing. In yeah, show. we wore fishnets on our oh, chest. And like the, the girls, like they like. You would just see like, their straight bra and everything it's like all right well we're not being very modest everything's out and like they were like aware of that and the girls were like so we're just gonna have like our boobs out and like they were like told like yeah we're trying to go for some general effect points this year when we started the season the director says like okay the show's called lucifer does anyone know a super ripped like six-pack Black, black man big black man is what you said <laughs> and then a couple of the guys in the ensemble like we know a guy and they brought out our lucifer character and that he fit the description he was great. such a good guy yeah marco's great mm-hmm. and he like he did such a good job like he has a, a video out there of him with a gopro on and i didn't yeah. realize he was like acting he was no, yelling he was in that and he was literally lucifer like in that yeah show. it was so cool he wore just leather pants to show the transformation from mm-hmm. god's perfect creation to he thinks that this devil thinks he is God himself and trying to he, control his own things. He really killed that part. Yeah. No lie. It really had a lot of potential to be something great. And that's why it was also so upsetting to not do well in the end. Because yes. I felt like that was like the first show I had really, really enjoyed performing. Yes. Because it was so easy. Like, and, just be angry. Got this. And our last performance was such a joke where like people forgot, like our, our drum set player forgot his bass drum pedals. And mics. And Mike's and our 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 Lucifer character forgot the giant like apple of Eden he holds up at the end of the show. So he just held up an orange. <laughs> the orange that they give you at the end of the competition. Like, and then some of the prop people forgot the uh, bars they were taping gold at the top of the yeah. scaffolding. So that's also member endangerment. Luckily they didn't penalize that, us for that because we had other stuff. It's just like it's like literally just like all just got left behind at a housing site which like had never happened like really Yeah, before. just a bunch of people dropped the ball and it was all said like you take care of this apple, you take care of this. Yeah. It was just a lot of individuals just dropping the ball and it was so upsetting that a lot of us had to suffer for the few mistakes. Like they knew they were missing the apple but never brought it up until we were in the tunnel basically. Which we is so ridiculous. We would have known... Like, had we done prelims and made semis, but we're not that high up, we would have known we weren't going to make finals. So we would have made that our last performance. But the fact that we thought we were going to go on yeah. just made it so, well, so upsetting. Two years prior, this ensemble is back-to-back silver medalists. Like, like, the year prior, they, you guys were more than comfy into finals. You guys were okay. 
You guys weren't it, worried. We, like, we were taking it as an off year. Yeah. Like, the show was, they trying to they kind of copied and pasted from the year before, and, it, and, and the, the concept was a little abstract, so maybe people didn't really get it. But, like, Lucifer, I was like, people will get that. Like, the show's pretty easy to read. Yeah. But with all of that going on, stuff being left behind, stuff being forgotten, penalties, we just didn't have the luxury of making semifinals. Yeah. On somebody. Mm-hmm. We sold the Atlanta Quest snare hype. Oh my god, yeah. So, so the... story's gonna come out now? Yeah, <laughs> so this uh, high school, Manuka Community High School, a lot of the staff was the same between Pio and Manuka, so they asked the ensemble if we could help out uh, take them down the tunnel, because for anyone that's been on the UD tunnel, it is a, it's a very steep hill for anyone. It's literally like a 30 degree de- decline. <laughs> yeah, so they said, asked if we could help. So we went to their lot before their finals performance, watched a bit, and Danny all of a sudden spots on top of the ice cooler outside the ramp. Is that the AQ lot hype, the the wingnut sign? And me and Mickey were like, oh my god, that is. So we took it, put it in our bus, under our uh, under the bus with all the stands and everything, brought it back to the hotel and showed our snare tech, who was our battery coordinator, and he came in the room and he said, I've never been more proud of you guys. If we can use this for next year... That'd be awesome because I know the snare tech out there. Yeah. He would think it's so funny. <laughs> and then some of the people that forgot the props or the scaffolding the next day decided to be good people and took yeah. the lot hype they and gave, it, gave it, back. it back to them for finals. <laughs> we were so upset. I still have that picture of uh, the AQ hype in our hotel room. Yeah, I have those Snapchat memories. It's uh, It was like, such an upsetting time. on our bed. <laughs> That's fun though. That's like a it's a it's a good story. That's a good WGI story right there. And like that's that, wholesome. Like people know that like the the sign went missing. Like the snares really don't know that somebody like like really what happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't really told anyone outside the ensemble. No. No, not many people know. They just know that two people from Pioneer Indoor returned it. Yeah. I never ask questions like why did people from Pioneer Indoor have our sign? Yeah. But yeah. Well, before we move on to 18, we're going to take a quick break real yeah, quick. Break. All right. We, All right. We back. All right. That was a good break. Good so energy. now we're at 2018. Yeah. The year where we split up. Yeah. Because you decided to be really good and go to college and then do where the max. And I decided to stay at Pioneer Indoor. Yeah. Let's hear about that. How is Pi? You want to do Pi first? Yeah. <laughs> so I go back to Pioneer Indoor with uh, my good buddy, Mickey. We are both centers that year. He is the most experienced vet. I am just returning. Mm. So we do that. Him and I are also on like similar wavelengths where we've marched so many years together, sitting next to each other, just ex- like living near each other. You just get on the same wavelength and know how each other want to drum. The show that year was My Life in Boxes. It was okay. I, I feel like it had a lot of potential, like every show does. Watching that show, I didn't hate that show. I like it. If we got rid of the last, like, 30 seconds to minute of that show, it would have made a lot more sense. Just because we tried adding this element of... Let me just start the show description. It's based on a play with the same name, My Life in Boxes. It is about a woman who is moving because she is terminally ill. Yeah. And she has to move and just sell all her worldly possessions. And as they're moving, they start digging up the shadow boxes in her attic garage or whatever Mm -hmm. learning that all the life she's gone through or has experienced so as we go through this show we open up each box going through each stage of her life the childhood the adolescence and her 
pretty much like early 20s, maybe late 20s age of like adulthood. And at the end of our indoor program, we try incorporating this random area of she's dying. We didn't talk about the death at all. It was just a show about moving. And then a nurse over some speaker saying, we don't have any cure. They're going to die. We can only hope for the best. And then all of a sudden, this person um, dies. And then we become angels somehow. Yeah. We don't talk about that transition. Um, so yeah, it, the last 30 seconds to minute, everyone has always said, this is just hard to understand. I don't get why this is supposed to be a thing or how it's supposed to make sense. Yeah. Just keep it about moving. And it was really cool. We had cajones that were supposed to be shaped like, or that were painted like boxes on the props. Mm-hmm. And we had many judges comments saying, what are they going back to reach for? Oh, they're cajones. You know, it's really I, neat. I did not hate the cajon feature. No, it was pretty cool. It used to be like sex tuplet splits and before it was just changed into like straight accents for everything. Six tuplets splits how? Like, like you uh, have two six tuplets? No, it'd be three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just like go down and up the lines. Okay. So it wasn't bad. Um, but just, it wasn't achieved the way we wanted it to. Yeah. A lot of the membership did not return. Pretty fresh quad line. Well, it was only three. So two of us were vets. Snare line was pretty new. Baseline was also very new. Front ensemble was yeah, very new. You, you, you're, uh, where was Taryn in that baseline? Was he two or three? Um, or wasn't Barrel two that year? Barrel was two. I think Taryn was f- three. Because yeah, Adrian was five. He had played Rack the year before, and... He was a very motivated kid. I mean, I guess it's pretty pretty consistent for, like, Pioneer indoor Rack players to go to bass drum. I mean, because Logan... Logan did it. ...did the same thing, and he played Rack in 2015, and then played bass 2016-2017. He was killer at it. Yeah. He was really good. And then, I know Taryn, he has a good work ethic, and he wants to be really good, so... Um, yeah, so, it was just a lot of things didn't line up. We... We just tried going with a different visual direction, got rid of our visual designer, uh-huh. didn't really go our way. Um, a lot of the plans weren't really conveyed from staff to students. Yeah. And we tried making the best of it. We did end up making it to semis that year. It's better than the year before. It, we did make it one more show. How was the, like, were you guys excited that you made it into semis, <laughs> considering the year before you hadn't? Yes, because we really thought we were going to make it into finals. Like, just barely. We were, had the hopes because that's what the ensemble is known for. Yeah. But we come back from semis and all of a sudden, hey, we have a meeting at 7 in the hotel lobby. And it's just, hey guys, don't worry about rehearsal. We didn't make it. And it's just like, it's a somber moment because the ensemble, it once again. Suck. Yeah. You don't get your finals run. Yeah, we, like everyone wants that one last time. And but ha- you don't know when. Having gotten that before, mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard to not have it again. Yeah. Uh, what else happened that year? I did. See, I saw you guys at competitions. Yeah, that was like one of the first times we got to see you in actual uniform at X. Yeah. Um, Mickey and I got even closer, like just linked brains of okay, how do we want this rehearsal to run? Are we gonna be fun people today, or are we gonna like really buckle down because we need to get better? What? Would you guys get food like a lot? Yes, it was always me, him, and then we would add people in the back seat of his car. It was always Wendy's for lunch, Chipotle for dinner, every weekend. Wow, like both days. Like, well, Friday was just Friday. sectionals at night. And then I had a crew sleeping at my house, so I would just book it home. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Not a whole lot happened. Not a lot of stories. Just we made the best of what we could. Definitely one of the... My years of Pio, it definitely goes like 17, 18, 19 of years of preference of what I liked and what I didn't. Yeah. Because I think 17 was just so new to me. It was yeah. so great. 18 wasn't that much worse. It sucks we didn't make finals. But I feel like we had a really good staff set like to want to teach us. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, there weren't really like any outlying stories. So in 18, you go to college and... Yeah, I decided the, I decided to try out for Rhythm X and see how that went, and then ended up working out because like I got a spot in the visual ensemble because I guess they liked me. I guess they liked me, but I, I definitely wasn't good enough to be in the front ensemble. So, uh, visual ensemble spot for me. I had only marched one season ever of marching bands, um, and that was on snare drum. A Catholic and private high school, so I was pretty inexperienced uh, for my position, but it was a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun with the people I met because a lot of the the, the people in the visual ensemble were people that marched like blue coats, Cavaliers, blue stars. You guys didn't really stop getting visual ensemble at the end of auditions, right? What do you mean? Like at the end of auditions. Months after you guys are still pulling people in to be on the vision ensemble. No, so what happened was after auditions, after I got cut from uh, the boards, it, the visual ensemble was literally just me and four other girls. Okay. And then they brought, they wanted to bring in other guys. But then what happened is they got a second guy, a third guy, and they were trying to find a fourth guy, so they had, we, they had all of us reaching out. And, uh, Notice I didn't get a text, but okay. <laughs> then all of us reaching out, and um, what happened was two guys said yes at the same time. Uh oh. So no. you can't really be like, no. Let's flip a coin. <laughs> so they brought in the two guys at the same time. So now we had five guys and four girls. So they brought in a fifth girl, Casey, who was a vet from the year before. And I loved Casey. Now, if you don't mind me asking. With dues like X, for Vision Ensemble, are you guys paying the same amount? No, we didn't pay the same amount because we didn't have to go to the same amount of rehearsals. Like, really? I didn't have to show up until Christmas camp. Okay, and then what about these people that are showing up way later? Like the four other dudes, are they paying the those same were, amount as those, you guys? Those guys were in by Christmas camp. I okay. was in, like, I was going, like, from auditions until Christmas, like, not going to audition. Not okay. going to rehearsals. So that's why I didn't have to pay as much. Gotcha. And like those guys got were recruited in that time period, so they didn't have to pay the same amount. So you wanna talk about that process over there? What do you mean? How you guys learn stuff at Vision Ensemble Land? Because I feel like you guys wow. definitely learn very differently <laughs> from the rest of the entire activity. Well and I can only imagine the Vision Ensemble. It was hardly a visual visual I was hardly a visual ensemble. It was your second time marching, right? Because well, one, the guys just didn't do much visual ensemble things. Like, we had some kind of dance moves. But, like, other than that, we didn't really do much. We kind of just moved props, and, like, I played a couple instruments in the show. And, uh, like, we, we were pretty much just prop moves. We were just, mm-hmm. like, we needed, they needed people to move. They were, like, uh, like, 16 props, individual props on the floor, plus... Zach's drum set. Yeah. So, like, they needed people to move the drum set, move the gong and bass drum around, move the five snare drums around, or the 
the five hi hats, the five bass drums, yeah, five tom toms. So, yeah, it's that like it was it was just so interesting because we had a few dance moves and I don't know how to dance at all. I'm so awkward and, and for sure sticky. Like, sticky. I, I, I got baguettes for like limbs. So you want to talk about the impact you made on WGI in that season? <laughs> Yeah. How you had your own fan base? Yeah, I was. I guess I was a broom guy, and then <laughs> <laughs> it was that was that was. I'll how did that happen? Full credit to Zach Hudson for that because how it happened was during that same part. Um, uh, we I used to jump on Zach's drum set as the other guys, as the other Vish guys push the drum set along the car, along the floor. And I would give Zach bunny ears because he really wanted an action shot like that. And, well, we got it. And then, like, there, there's, like, an extra access video of, like, me giving bunny ears to Zach. So it's just, like, competition one, you guys immediately get it? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what happens. Is like, it was, like, first or second competition, like, we get it. And so, like, staff's like, okay, you gotta do something different. And yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, what do I do? And, like, Zach's like, read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay, so I like the and this is in rehearsal and, and like the next rep I did, all I did was I, I was like read a book, and then I just stared down at the book the entire the entire rep, <laughs> and they're just like okay can't do that either, and I was just like well, what do you want me to do and they're just like when you say they the, I mean like the Tims Tim Fairbanks Tim Jackson Andrew Mark Berth, like the, the designers of the show they're always at rehearsal like telling you guys yeah. what is cool and what's not they're they're designing like literally what we're doing the direction of the show everything about okay it. so like they were trying to decide what i should do at that moment and they just couldn't like they told me not to give that bunny ears not to read a book i was like what do i do and they're just like shrugging their shoulders like i don't know so the next rep i just like stared at them and they i guess they thought it was, <laughs> they, they thought it was funny so they just kind of they didn't say anything they just moved on so that's what i kept on doing and that there was a competition, there's videos that exist of, of me just looking, standing on the back of Zach's drum set, just like staring into the audience. Did and you look at anyone specific, look I, for judges? I, it was, I looked specifically at, uh, I, I think it was Josh Bricky and Angie Markworth that, because they were laughing. I could tell, I looked at them, I could tell they were laughing when I just stared at them. And I was just like, I gave them like the, I, I'm looking at you. Oh, like, like the pointing your yeah, eyes to their I'm eyes. Like, I'm looking at you. Uh, during the show, and there's a video of that happening somewhere. Uh, but yeah, after that competition, they're like, okay, you need to be doing something. And, like, our uh, rehearsal space had, like, a, had a storage closet, and, like, there was a broom in it, so Zach's like, what if you curled the drum set? Like, sweeped out in front of it as the other guys were pushing the drum set, like it's a curling stone. And I was like, holy shit and I did it and I, and, and, and I like the, the designers loved it and it was just like they just left it in it was what it was and there was even a broom toss in there and <laughs> we, all of WGI had heard of you we customized we bought a, like a, a broom that looked that like matched the colors of the show had red bristles and we taped it up special yeah and then like I, I'd like signed like body parts and so like after competitions, what people are coming up to? Are you the broom guy? They're just like broom guy. I had a guy ask me to sign his thighs, like his upper thighs, like in the middle of a blizzard. <laughs> I just my favorite memory is at WGI finals. 
when I'm just hanging out with you at your finals lot, like, hey, I'm super proud of you. I can't yeah. wait to cut you to your thing. And all of a sudden, this woman comes over. Hey there, um, I'm a band director. I also marched for the Mex in whatever year. My students would hate me if I didn't get a photo with you. The broom guy, right? Yeah. And then she looks at me, can you take the photo for us? And Danny, with the smuggest I was look. I so happy when that happened. Because if he told me that happened, I wouldn't believe him. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, I knew in that moment, I was like, I got him. He can't deny me now. I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is my big moment. I, I couldn't believe it. And at that moment, he was the broom guy. People can still like mention it, how, hey, did you see broom guy of 2018? Yeah, he was curling the drum set, right? It was great. It's insane that like what people... Remember from that year. Mickey asked a question. Okay. Danny, what was your mindset going to X rehearsals the first time? Like, being surrounded by the talent that makes up X, how was the transition from open class to a top world group? That's actually a very good question. Especially being from... Being from uh, an open class ensemble, private high school. Like, you... You're marching with some of the best marching performers at that time. What did they score in in uh, 17? It was an oak. They got fifth, right? Yeah, they got sixth. Sixth. They're still and some of the best in the activity. And yeah. here's Joe Blow Danny coming with a broom. I did not expect to be a part of that line. Dude, that line, like the stand line that year was very good. A lot of good names in that year. Robert Coe also says he's my biggest fan, and I love you too. So, like, what was your mindset? Like, it was. For those of you not clear, we're also Instagram living right now at 1 a.m., so yeah. people are here. <laughs> it was incredibly intimidating. I was so nervous because, like, just knowing the people that were there, I was a big, like, I was a big tot, like, and I, and I would watch videos, and I, like, knew people's names from, like, the previous years. It was just very, very intimidating because, like, they, they're just, like, literally, like, in my mind, they're, like, untouchables to me. Like, they're, they're like, somebody in a video. Like, I, they're the people I, you see in movies. I can never even compare myself to you. Yeah. To and it was just crazy to be in, like, let alone, like, be seeing them, like, competing with them, but, like, be in the same ensemble with them. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was just so much fun, like, and being able to be friends with them. Like, me and Ryan Ellis became close, and and some people I still talk to. Like, Which, like, to me, those are still people in the videos. Like, those are people yeah. that <laughs> I might never know on a personal level. I might see them once in a while in a blue moon. You know moon. people from the pit a little bit more. Yeah, like, I, I'll play a PlayStation or whatever with yeah. them. Like, that's fine. But I didn't really believe that you guys were all friends until we go to DCI 2018 finals lot for <laughs> Crossman. All the X guys, Danny, what is up, my guy? And they start oh, hugging like, you. <laughs> shouting at the people, like, in Yeah, there. and it's like, <laughs> oh, he actually knows all these people. Like, they are friends. They are actively, like... Yeah. Good buddies, and I'm impressed. And that, that, that didn't really happen, like, I am I was classic me. It didn't come out of my shell until, like, it was, like, halfway through the season. For sure. And a lot of that was due to due to Corey. But I'm sure, like, everyone yeah. grasp, on, grasp onto your energy immediately, right? I got a lot of my energy from them. And True. <laughs> from Corey. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so your mindset going in, like, these are just, like, incredible musicians I'm about to perform with, right? Yeah, when do you think you finally got comfortable? Like, what was that moment of, I'm actually in Rhythm X, this is my season, I will be known for being part of the 2018 program? I think when, it was after when I became Broom Guy, and, like, and we were at, we were all at Bargos, and, like, a couple, like, people, like, like, snare drummers, like, Ben, 
was one of them. He like came up to me and was like, you know, like you've like literally like left your mark on Rhythm X already, and it's your first really? year. Really, it's your first year, and I, and like he's like it's it's taken me four years to leave my mark, and you've done it in your like rookie year, and you're a freshman in college, like. That's so crazy. That's some really kind words to hear. I was just like, hear. that's so wild to me. Yeah. Like, I n- never in a million years could I have dreamt that. Like, and it was awesome. And mm-hmm. it was like, hammered Tim Fairbanks, pushed me and somebody, to- Arjun together, <laughs> a BD snare player together. When it was a very awkward moment. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things is for MIPA, the Ohio circuit, you not only got a gold medal, but you got one for your broom. broom. got a gold medal, and it's still on the broom to this day. <laughs> and then after you guys, because you guys got silver that year, correct? At, wait. At, for uh, WGI, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Meepa, we always won gold. After, running. after uh, your banquet, everyone signed the broom with yeah, their numbers. Yeah, I still have that broom in my room down at college. That's really cool that you kept the broom, and like yeah. people just decided to sign it. Uh, that's what I wanted. It's, and they signed a wet floor sign, too. I don't know who got that. Okay. But, and all, all the... Uh, all the drum heads, like the little like vintage looking like RX drum heads that were on the, the drum set bass drums on the mm-hmm. floor, so people got those too. I don't know who, but um, those would have been sick. When did you guys like kind of realize you guys had a product? Because I feel like anytime someone tells me about an X story that we, of the year that they did really well, the whole season they don't think they're doing well. Because we knew we were doing well. People really don't like that show too much. In eighteen. It was just. I thought like, it, was it was the bee's so, knees. It was so hectic that year. Well, yeah. That's just like all it was, and it still is. Looking at it, but mm-hmm. like we were like really behind it because we were scoring so well. Remember, like I was like sending you the scores like every week. I was like, we're first, we're first this. Week. Yeah, like oh, I can't wait for WGI. Like, we're killing first. it. Like we've been first for like multiple weeks in a row. And yeah, that was like that's when I was like, wow, we're really doing something here. Classic RCC comes out of nowhere. And just decides to play a trumpet over you guys? It decides to bring in a trumpet player. <laughs> Whatever. We just have bass, bass mm-hmm. players playing vibe solos and snare players playing vibe solos. It's whatever. So my one and only time for WGI finals, like being on the floor for a retreat, was 2015 in A-class. No one's on the floor, or no one's in the stands, yeah. no one's really there, especially performing in A-class. Uh, when I got to watch you in 18 at finals, that's one of the loudest audiences I've ever heard being inside of it. Same. <laughs> and watching everyone just, like, cheer for you guys after a retreat. What's that energy like? It was... Do you think, like, f- un- from Indie Regional, like, just some bandos in the backfield to, like, Dayton, Ohio, finals night? Like, what's that energy from the audience? Like, what does that do? It was unreal. Like, the first, when we initially walked out for finals, it was just, like, so electric. Was it? Like, I just started, like, hugging everybody. I was just, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, just, my hands kept, like, rising up. I need two mugs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was just, it was, like, literally, because coming from open class finals, like, open class finals. Like, it's still it not even not that packed. Yeah. at all. Like, world class finals is, like, literally, like, they had to expand seating, like, year to year. Yeah, because, like, everyone's done at that point. This is it for drums. Mm-hmm. If you don't have free time at that point, it's because you're performing. Or you've gone home. And yeah. a lot of groups do that because they stay to watch the world-class groups. Yeah. So, yeah, like, was, just energy at that. Now, when you guys get announced in second place for the match, what's that like? Well, it was a little disappointing because, you know, we wanted to win. Sure. Gold, but at the same time, we were like, hey, we also did really fucking well. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can only be so upset about it because you're still getting a silver medal. Yeah. I, I've, my goal 
when I was in like Pio, when I was auditioning for Pio, I was like, I want a medal. And I was like in Pio the entire time thinking that I was like, I really want a medal. Mm -hmm. And it was really upsetting to me in 2016 when we got 12th, especially the past two years when we had got two medals, two silvers. Yeah. And I thought for sure we were going to get a medal, maybe even first in, in, in 2016. But to go through two years of like 12th and then not making semis sucked. And then to go to Rhythm X and make, get second in the world, it was just like mm -hmm. literally a dream come true. And it's like, it's one of the shows that will be remembered. Yeah. It, that yeah. was the first, like, you guys really pushed the activity of everyone's a performer, everyone's marching or doing something on the floor. And at the time. No tarps. Was, at the time, it was one of the top 10 scoring shows of all time. Which yeah. Was just, it's just literally mind blowing to me that, like, I was able to be a part of that. Still, yeah, like, I still can't really wrap my mind around it. Yeah, uh, my favorite memory from that year is at finals, me and Mickey decided to sit down at this area. We couldn't tell you where we were sitting because you didn't have your phone at the time. Yeah, so we're I think second or third row with some high school A class ensemble. They bought a block of seats, but we took two seats and security's coming to kick people out. Like, you don't have tickets for this, leave, and we're ducking our heads so they don't kick us out because yeah. we just want to see you perform. Like, that was all we wanted. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go up to the nosebleeds for RCC. I don't care. Mm. And then you crazy seats. <laughs> you, guys, you guys start doing your stuff. You start spinning all the things during the <laughs> during the rockout section with Alex's guitar solo. And when you, like, caught eye contact with us and pointed at us, I nearly burst into tears. And, like, my best friend's doing the thing he loves the most. Like, it's so crazy to me that I literally found you guys, like, in the middle of my show. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing I could have yelled. I didn't even say your name because I don't want to distract you. This is your time. It's literally like I just noticed you guys sitting there. I was just like, when was it? Like, I, I was it... You were hiding behind the bass drum. And that's right. I deep-throated the bass drum. Yeah, you put the whole mallet in your mouth. The whole thing. And you can kind of see it in the uh, one, like... 1080p cam of it. Me go down. Yeah, you just see your head bob down like that's the part. That's where it's happening. A lot of hidden gems in that show. Yeah, and it's just you pointed us, you start performing for us, and that's one of like that was a big motivator for how I started marching my career. The rest of it mm -hmm. is make someone else's eyes light up. Yeah. This isn't for you. This is for the people around you that are getting to experience it. Yeah, make someone feel great about their day because that like that was life changing for me. You decided to change part of your show. Just to perform at Literally, me. I, I, I was so, thinking about it, it was so dumb to do that because... Oh, 100%. Literally, like, what I did was I spun, we were spinning, like, we were supposed to be running around with the bass drum, <coughs> the bass drum props, and, like, I had never done what I did, and I, I, like, spun the bass drum prop, and I just stood, and I pointed specifically at you, and I, like, let the bass drum spin, and, like, most times, another Viz guy did that, the bass drum fell off the prop. Yeah. It flew off the prop. Well, if you look at everyone else, they're, like, kind of focused on what's going on with their yeah. prop, but also, like, taking in the moment of the nosebleeds of all the high schoolers, and it's just you pointing at someone to your left, and it's like, who is he pointing at in the yeah, front row? Yeah, you really see it in the video. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the greatest, like, moments that I've got to experience as an audience member. I'm glad, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> yeah, because, like, every year after that, I'm like, okay, how can I make little Timmy's day I signed a drum head for someone in 2018 yeah. from the LQ because yeah. they wanted it. I'm like, okay, hopefully this kid goes on to be the next me. Yeah. It was also very easy to do that being the position I was given and the, the nature of that show because... It's all... There's no... There was a lot of vision. Yeah. And, and, like, even the pit members were doing drill and a part of the vision. So... 
Yeah, that was the nature of the show. It was mm-hmm. very crazy. A lot of fun. Want to move on to 2019? A lot of good memes, yeah. Still, still apart. So, do you want to go first? You want, yeah, I'll go first because you probably have better stories. I don't know if I can tell any of those stories. <laughs> we'll see what we get to. Uh, 2019, I go back to Pie Percussion, renamed after Pio Outdoor Folded. Pie Percussion, I convince my buddy Mickey to come back so he can age out because yeah. he was convinced he wasn't going to march for that last season. Mm-hmm. And after so many seasons, I wanted one more with him. Selfishly, I really wanted that last one. Yeah. Uh, so I go back again. I would say Battery had a lot of vets come out. Front Ensemble did not, which always hurts. Which it happens. Though. Yeah. It's kind of the nature. Our show is entitled Recess. <laughs> and it was just one of those things where... I'm sure it sounded really okay on paper. I'm sure when you talk about it, like, there's so many things we can do with Recess, but when it comes down to it, there weren't that many things. It could have been done a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, we had three props, a jungle gym, a seesaw, and a slide, and they were okay to play with, but there's only so much you can do. You can only slide down so many times before... You're doing the same thing over and over again. Uh-huh. And I just feel like staff didn't communicate different changes or what someone wanted. They were just hoping that people would pick up on it or not say or open their mouth when they tried changing stuff. Yeah. And our writer, halfway through the season, we changed writers from Viz Audio to another person. And Who'd you change to? After the story, you'll understand why I'm not saying it. He just didn't send us anything. We got our opener in, like, December or January, and we were told we would have had our third movement by then, and they just consistently wouldn't contact us back, to which we had to switch writers to Derek Shannon is where we ended up, and Derek is writing for maybe four or five other ensembles, Uh, being the cousin of our executive director, he was more kind of doing, I think, a favor, he was still getting paid, but just one of those things where he wouldn't turn down a chance to write. Him being a snare drummer... The quad beats weren't the most exciting, so we ended up changing a lot of them with our new quad tech at the time, Corey Simonich. Great quad rounds. It was a very exciting book. It was very cool. Yeah. There just was a lot that didn't mesh that year between staff, students, members, and leadership. No one was ever on the same page. I still hold that group in near, near and dear to my heart. I'm pretty glad I did it. Are there things I wish we could change? Sure. Every year I yeah. wish there was things I could change. The people around me were pretty great. I'm glad I got to see my best friend age out. My, my second best friend. Whoa. We'll take it easy. Whoa. No need to start Whoa. throwing shade around. Okay. <laughs> but it was an okay year overall. I think I had more fun than I did learn, which is a double-edged sword. I'm paying money to be there. Thanks, James. Um, so that's kind of 2019 in a nutshell. Yeah. The music was kind of... It was original in a sense. I, it's good to hear that you don't regret that year. Yeah. Because de- it set me up for the summer afterwards, which was a great experience. Like, I would never take away any of my su- seasons. I would only wish I could march more. Was the summer after that 20... 20- that was 20- with you. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. my second and last summer at Legends. Yeah, okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, yeah so 2019 was only okay. The winter of 2019 for me was... Where were you at? For the max. Yeah. I, okay. It was the best winter of my life, let me tell you. That front ensemble was goddamn fire. <laughs> uh, that was the best front ensemble I've ever been in. So let's start. You go to auditions. Yeah, yeah and it's... Well, I was scared because I, I thought I, I could have very easily been cut again. 
And I wasn't about to do visual ensemble a second year in a row. For sure, and you shouldn't quite, have had quite to. Quite honestly. Um, and, like, yeah, so they ended up contracting me, and I, and I got, like, I was, like, N-Vibe. I also played bass drum and gong. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but, like, the things that I remember from that season are, are like, the people and, like, learning from... You know, some really good, some really good minds in, in, in the WGI, like, business. Well, business. The, <laughs> the business. Activity, the, uh, WGI activities. Oh, yeah, you from, know, some, some, WGI. From, some from literally, like, world, a Hall of Famers in the activity. It's, it's just so crazy. Oh, 100%. And, I can only imagine. And, yeah. And having them teach me parts. And the rehearsals, they were uh, not very memorable, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. For... Multiple reasons. What was the show? The show is called Linea, and honestly, I might be a little biased, but it's one of my favorite shows that I've... Do you want to talk about it? Because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what it yeah, is. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, it's based off of... It's named after this restaurant that's actually in Chicago, Illinois. That, Illinois? Yeah, USA, Okay, not Chicago, actually, San Francisco. Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, and it's based off of this restaurant in Chicago, and the idea in this restaurant is that the dishes are very abstract, and they kind of break the rules of what you expect in, in culinary dishes. Like, maybe they just serve you the dish completely on the tablecloth, or, like, there's no plates at all, or this thing that you thought was the centerpiece of your table is actually has been cooking something inside of it the entire time. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, in a it's, documentary... It's, like, uh... it's in Chef's Table, uh, the Netflix special. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, just watch it. It's very good. And the idea was, like, there was a lot of, like, deception and, and uh, just different textures and very different, like, perceptions of how to experience food for the for the chef's table but for us it was we took it as okay we're gonna take the ideas of this restaurant and turn it into like a wgi show so you where you're gonna experience different textures and flavors of music for so sure what we did was we had a snare feature that the snares you couldn't hear them because they were playing on mesh heads and but you could only hear tenors, but you couldn't see them. So it looked like snares were playing tenors. So at what point, what feature is that? Yeah, really. That's that's like it's very confusing, but it's very exciting, and that was one of the big parts of our show. And it's very similar to Alinea, the actual restaurant, because they do this thing where they make a strawberry, or they make a tomato look like a strawberry. So the the customer picks it up thinking that they're going to eat a strawberry, and it's actually a tomato. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at it, you think you're going to get a snare feature, but you're getting a tenor feature. Didn't you guys call it Strawberry Tomato? Yeah, literally. And that's like all the part, all the movements of our show, like it's in our show shirt, it's like literally named like crispy, like deception, illusion, like stuff like that. Palette cleanser. Yeah, palette cleanser. And yeah, it, that's, that's basically what it is. And mm-hmm. we were all just a bit chefs and... The pit would dispose of our mallets. That was my easily my favorite part. Much much like chefs dispose of utensils after we're done with it. I mean, like you're done with it, discard something, you throw it away. You know. You don't want to reuse things. No, you don't. That's because the you customer want, deserves the best. Everything needs to be fresh. Exactly. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was easily my my favorite year of WGI. That was you guys were like the bee's knees of WGI front ensembles. 
Yeah, honestly, watching videos now, it's it's just like it's so crazy to hear the Murmur line was carry that front ensemble so hard. It's not even funny, but like we played pretty well together for the most part. So like when you guys start up uh, after auditions, like first rehearsal, similar question for when you started in eighteen, but now you're in the front ensemble. What are you expecting when you walk in your first day of rehearsal? Like you signed the contract. You paid your first dues. I felt a lot better going into the second year. Because really? Because I was friends with people in the front. And okay. I, and I knew people, and, like, I wasn't as intimidated. I was still intimidated, and I didn't want to, like, shit the bed. But at the same time, like, I was, like, still around people that I was comfortable with. And that yeah. made, I made it a lot easier. And at one point, did you guys realize you guys were good? Like, first <laughs> rehearsal, you guys are ripping runs immediately. the same room line as last year, like, minus Will, and they went from six rooms to five rooms, so it was minus Will and Dan, and then plus Logan. Okay. And Logan's really good, and he's fresh out of high school, so, and, like, he'll he'll be there for, for the next four or five years. Yeah. Miss you, Logan. Rip. I love Logan. Yeah, but, um... Did you guys get the same kind of hype and love that you guys did the year prior? Because it wasn't as much of a hyped show. It wasn't as much of a hyped show, but the pick got a lot of love because they're yeah. really good. Like, the, like even, like, MCM staff on record has told us that we were the best pit that year. Really? Okay. Okay. On record. like Real it, it, recognizes real. Yeah. No. That was awesome. And, like, like past, like, Rhythm X alum were saying, like, this is the best Rhythm X pit ever. That's awesome. And I highly guarantee... If the season this year hadn't gotten canceled, this pit would have been the best ever. Because mm-hmm. it's the exact same room line this year. Yeah. Plus some vets in the vibes and some new people. But, like, really, like, they were playing some hard stuff. And it sounded really, really good. You guys added random stuff just to, like, be fun with it. Like, you guys played the Pokemon theme. And it sounded really good. That's because Zach ar- arranged it. And it was awesome because, like, we had people arranging our lot tunes. Like, our members of our ensemble arranging our lot tunes. That's really cool. When you can get membership to, like, start writing stuff and start, like, encouraging other members to learn things. Yeah. That's, like, a really cool experience because you guys are just motivated by each other to start getting better. Yeah. R- Robbie Buto, star, star of Crashy Bongo, wrote, um, what, the, one of the, um, one of the lot tunes that year. One of my favorite memories because I, in 2019, we were preliminated, if I did not mention that. We did not make it to semis, thus not making it to finals, which is kind of how the story has gone with... Uh, pipe percussion but i was able to catch danny's finals lot because of it so i wasn't super heartbroken i got to see my friend perform at the ensemble he was at i had an inflatable couch next to me just someone brought their bike pump and started pumping it up and they're sitting all of a sudden the rhythm x front ensemble starts playing the pokemon theme da 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 and then the battery of rhythm x starts running through the lot going back into their warm-up area and start like moshing with each other and like shoving each other to get hyped for their last lot together. I thought that was such, like, a great energy and, like... It's just, like, where else are you going to find that? Like, yeah. No other, no other ensemble you're going to see that, really. You guys take yourself just serious enough, which is something I've appreciated. You guys understand when to, like, turn the switch on, like, we need to start playing well now. Once you pick up your mallets, you can't be bogus. Like, but, but, like, you re- re- like, really let, like, our talent speak for ourselves. Like, it's really not about how you, like walk around and you're in character it's it's yeah. not about your walk around you're like a you're just like mean you're just like trying to look intimidating it's like really like what it comes down to is you're playing that's yeah. what it was in the old days like shows 
like 10 years ago, no props. Literally all it was was playing and yeah. drill. That's all it was. Just pajama band. Literally. And like, that's all it should be. 100%. At the end of the at, day. At its core. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things like, you guys just let your action speak. Mm-hmm. Like, once you approach the board, all business. Once you put the mallets down, you guys aren't playing. You guys aren't performing, <laughs> so why try acting in this character? It's pretty funny because like, like we're a lot of a lot of times like borderline unprofessional and like yeah. I showed up late to my my finals lot. <laughs> you remember that? I do. Because <laughs> I like we were supposed to be wearing our our, our jerseys and I couldn't find it. It's because Alex had it in the back of his Jeep, and st- I didn't get that back to the middle of the summer. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> some random show and um. But yeah, it's like, so I showed up late to my finals lot, and like, they were literally warming up when I was like, still like, trying to like, uncover my vibe. And really? Set up my symbol. I do remember you randomly gave me a Klondike bar. And yeah, they handed out Klondike bars in the middle of our finals lot, and it was just like, mm-hmm. literally, where else are you going to find that? Yeah. It's, again, like, one of my favorite memories, just getting to watch you warm up. Like, this activity yeah. is not about the individual, it's about the whole. Like, getting yeah. to see your friends either perform, performing next to your friends. And having, having fun with the people you're yeah. next to. Yeah, like, support the people you're with. I was so excited to just see you do your thing. And we were trying to get you to mess up, trying to get you to tick, just yelling at you the whole lot. But it was, like, out of a place of love, because you know we're not trying to, like, yeah. actually get you to and, mess and up. it's funny to see me tick. Like, if <laughs> I'm yelling at someone, at Joe Blow in Rhythm Devils or whatever. Yeah, rhythm Devils. Yeah, they're going to be mad, because I'm just some guy trying to get them to mess up. Yeah. But this is my friend. Anyone that asks, why are you getting him to mess up, or asks you, who's that guy yelling at you, it's an easy answer. Like, that's my best friend. You can hear you guys in the, in the videos. Yeah. In that lot, you know? <laughs> and every time you would, like, maybe mess up or just, like, not play a note, you would just smile and look at us. It was just, like, a funny thing. Yeah. Because during your show, I'm not going to be out in no, front of you. No, you're not going to be screaming on the multicam. <laughs> yeah. And luckily for your show, I was able to help you go down the tunnel. Able yeah. to give you those last words of, like, hey... And, Super proud of you. And leaving your alcohol in my fucking That was not me. Microphone. That was I, the third person with us. The both of you. No. I, I associate it with you. Mine was in a water bottle next to me. So yeah, I performed uh, in WGI World Finals with a uh, with uh, a, a water bottle that had uh, some of whatever in it. And we'll call it whatever. And it was in my mallet bag and I like literally like noticed it like mid show and I was like Looking over and you had mentioned it before we started going down. <laughs> Don't leave this in here to both of us. I'm like, yeah, no, they I won't. knew it. I just knew it. I have such good feelings about some, like you guys sometimes. Like I just know. That I didn't happen. leave it. I was I, like, I, was, I shit you not, Eddie. Like today, I had a vision about <laughs> the balls of my socks falling off, and here we go. The, they got fucking caught in your stupid practice pad stand. That's actually Mickey's. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Like, but same thing. It's like, I, I get feelings sometimes. And you know... You that's so raving, this bitch? What I'm refer- referring to. Mm-hmm. I called it, like, perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. Anything else from 2019? The 2019 was fucking legendary. legendary. I was friends with, like basically everyone in that ensemble and the pit was filled with so many homies that I love to this day and I wish I could go back mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully I do have a bonus year my goal is to graduate in four years like on time mm-hmm. 
on my third year is to graduate and then I have a bonus year after I graduate and hopefully maybe do that. But yeah. honestly, I don't know. And for the 2020 season, before it got canceled, you had life to do, so you just yeah. decided to take this year off, which I is respectable. I had to focus on school, and I'm definitely taking next year off, too. Yeah. But the year after that is my bonus year, technically, so we'll see where I'm at at that point in life. And then I personally, this would have been my age-out year. I just couldn't find... I did audition at Rhythm X. I made it through two auditions and then was cut at the last one. Um, and then yeah. I just couldn't find myself to march anywhere else. Everywhere around me, I just felt I couldn't grow at the rate I would want. Honestly, and for the money it would have cost. Honestly, it's really tight that you made it to the, like, the last audition. Yeah. it was, And you were like like pretty much like last cut or something. Like yeah, that, right? I was close, like, depending on who you close, ask. Like, I, I was very happy with where I ended up. Yeah, no, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, and I ended up getting to teach the ensemble I've been teaching for three years, for my third year, and I hope to be with them for the fourth year. It's just, I, at this point, I think I am done marching. With this new bonus year that's going on, I am not eligible to march because you would have had to march in a ensemble up to this point and yeah. then you get the bonus year so i do not so i am excited to just continue my teaching career because it's again it's for the kids and you know with like dci getting canceled this summer like who knows maybe the high schools will have crazy good staffs so maybe yeah they'll be really good <laughs> we can only hope man <laughs> if, the, if if things are well by then this covid19 is nuts it is crazy does not work or does not help that i work at a hospital <laughs> I hear some crazy stuff about, like, nurses, like, working with, like, all the crazy patients, like, on, with COVID-19. They're, like, breaking down, like, crying. Like, do you deal with any of that or see it? Like, um, I haven't really seen anyone cry. I have seen people, like, very concerned where it's um, just people reading off the statistics of random states, just yeah. talking about how they have either children or elderly parents at home and saying, I refuse to work on that COVID floor, which, like, that's yeah. respectable. I work on a surgery floor. So I don't have to worry about that. I did have a COVID rule out Mm -hmm. and the test came back negative. But for the two days where I had to work with him where we didn't know, just gowning up PPE as appropriate, personal protective equipment as appropriate by the books. And it's just you have to be careful because not that it doesn't affect younger people, but we have stronger immune systems. We have stronger bodies. So I would rather put my body on the line versus an older nurse who's close to retiring. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's better. But, uh, off, off of that tangent, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Well, actually, hold on. Okay, okay. I'm not okay. done. Hey, let's take it let's, easy. Listen, man. Let's back it up. I, I, I actually wanted to bring up that you were you were pretty close to marching somewhere this 2020 season, weren't you? Like, you were you were almost at Matrix, Cap City. I did have a couple places contact me, yes. Yeah. Um, I was, my backup for Rhythm X was Cap City. I did not end up going to any auditions due to just some conflicts and the distance, I sent in a couple of videos, um, but at the end of the day, it was nearly twice as far from where X was, and I was already driving four hours for X, yeah. and the gas was about $80 just for X in a weekend. It's so far. It's mm-hmm. from, from okay, so for the record, we live in like a, a south suburb of Chicago, Illinois, and I go to school in central Illinois in Champaign, and it's a five and a half hour drive on average, from Champaign, Illinois. And from Chicago, it's about six, six and a half. Yeah. If you drive straight there. So I was trying to book it, four and a half hours, five. And then, yeah, Matrix, the staff there, asked me if I was able to march, either audition on quads, fill a hole for Viz, rack, or set, uh, drum set, Cap City. I 
some part of me wishes I tried a little more, but it's just a money thing that I couldn't commit to. It'd be it'd be so inconvenient, and like well, knowing what you know now, you're yeah. very glad you didn't do it. Yes, you just your season would have gotten canceled. So Genesis like, reached out, uh, Freedom reached out, a couple of Freedom members reached out, and yeah, it's just I couldn't bring myself just because of money. I wanted to really start working in this hospital, and I wanted to start. Just getting my life a little more together and teaching. Sooner or later, like you're gonna have to leave this whole thing behind. Yeah. Whether you want to or not, you're aging out. So like. Yeah, I want to start just focusing on teaching from here on out. Yeah. If I were to march anywhere, I could not have done that. Dude, you should go march DCA. Hey man, I'm down for Kilties. You want to march there? (laughs) So you've never auditioned anywhere, but the places you've marched for, really, except for Rhythm X. Rhythm X and Colts. But yes. that's drum corps. We'll get yes, to that. we'll get to that. <laughs> but, but for indoor, I did march for Pi- I auditioned at Pioneer Indoor in sixteen and got cut. Yeah. And then Nexus twenty fourteen, I auditioned and got cut. I mean, I just want to put it out there for the record, I've never been cut. I- I've turned down ensembles every time. For the record, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, yeah, the winter of twenty sixteen, I almost marched Cavaliers indoor. I remember that. That was. They offered you a spot on Glock. Glock, yeah. But you turned it down for Pio. Yeah. yeah. Which I respect. I, you know, I, that was a good show. I could have marched that show mm-hmm. and like they, they made world finals. And, like, you just felt a, that you could learn more That would have been a big thing. I just felt, Cavies was very clicky and they were all very, a lot older. And yeah. Marching drum corps together. Whereas Pio was more my speed. It was a yeah. Lot it was clo- definitely a lot closer. Good step group, like step up group. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, drum cores I, I auditioned for and mm-hmm. we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that well I think that's that on that note you want to stop this and maybe talk about drum core yeah, now that's, that's that's basically six seven years of WGI in a nutshell that's how Dan and I really became friends between the two of us yeah yeah <laughs> alright well thanks for listening yeah alright we good. appreciate it good and one. we will it's uh it's one forty in the morning still hammered for the record <laughs> <laughs> alright see ya alright later